This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hey everyone, uh, Paul Cochran here with my friend and colleague Garrett Crawford. Good morning, Garrett. What's happening? Hey, hey. 865-770-5031. We call our little show Making Finances Easier. And we're with Providence Advisors Group. We're a uh, registered investment advisory firm and really a multidisciplinary financial planning firm here at Pellissippi and North Shore. And uh, we're glad you tuned in. And uh, as is our uh, habit, we're going to start with a trivia question. Garrett, what did you do on your first date with your wife? We went to uh, a place downtown. It's still there. It's called Dazzo's Pizzeria. That's D-A-Z-Z-O. I still don't think they get enough credit here in town for uh, some of the, the best pizza. But it's down there on the on the slower side of Gay Street next to the Gay Street Bridge or I guess, Henley Street, I guess it's Gay Street Bridge. Yep. yep. Uh, but it's right before it, you get to the bank. Yeah. Center. On, on the on the movie the movie theater side, you just got to keep walking towards the bridge, and it's kind of this little uh, I don't say hole in the wall, but you could easily walk right by it if you didn't know it was there. But uh, even I went to Dazzo's Pizzeria, and uh, we got one of their grandma's pizza. I think if you go there and you don't get the grandma's pizza, you're probably committing a crime. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we sat in a little corner booth and uh, we we had us a great time. And I think there was a gelato shop next door, which uh, Culato Gelato is, was the name of it. But there it's it's go. not there anymore; it got replaced. But uh, that's that's where it all started for us, Paul. What about you? Well, I was in graduate school down in Columbia, South Carolina, and Sandy was in the undergrad. And uh, a girl that I was in the choir with uh, introduced us. And we ended up going on a uh, that initial date was a double date with this girl that introduced us, her boyfriend, and and then me and Sandy, and uh, we actually went out to a little gazebo by this uh, lake, and we ate popcorn and sang hymns together. <laughs> and uh, in fact, Sandy still tells the story. I'm uh, I left that place after eating my weight in popcorn, and uh, uh, I said. Uh, well, I'd kill for some dental floss right right now. And, of course, Sandy used to be a dental assistant, so she, she says, well, as a matter of fact, so I'm, I was in there driving with my knees and uh, cleaning, Peppermint spirit <laughs> cleaning my teeth. And uh, I think Sandy, uh, in a weird way, was kind of impressed that I wasn't, wasn't trying to impress her. I, I was just trying to, you know, fix my teeth. But we still laugh about that. Well, okay, moving on from trivia, you know, there's been several things this week in the news about debt, and so I wanted to talk about that in a couple different ways. Um, I know um, you've got, uh, you know, kind of hardliners like uh, maybe like a Dave Ramsey who is against all debt of all kinds, it, it seems like, you know, no credit cards or anything like that. Uh, and then other people who are, you know, just really uh, surviving and let off leveraging debt. 
in, in various ways, and they feel comfortable with taking that risk. But one of the, the news uh, flashes that came out, uh, one was kind of what I think a lot of people know, is that the national debt is up to $32 trillion. Um, and before we go any further, let's talk about what a trillion is. <laughs> so uh, let, me, let me make sure I get this right, uh, and I don't want to uh, you know, misspeak here. But so um, a, a, a thousand thousands is a million, okay? And a thousand millions is a billion. And then a thousand billions is a trillion. And so, uh, did I say that right? That, that sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so then that means that a trillion, it gets into numbers that really we can't get our heads around. Like when we were little, a million dollars, if somebody was a millionaire back in the 60s, it was like, whoa, there's some of the richest men alive. Yeah. Now, I mean, we have, well, we could count them, but I was going to say countless clients that have over a million dollars. I mean, a million dollars anymore it isn't that much money. Yeah, sure. Uh, relatively speaking. Um, but uh, but a, a trillion dollars would stretch nearly from the earth to the sun. Uh, if you put the the dollar bills uh, back to back, it, it would take a military jet. This is from Imagination Station uh, website. It says it would take a military jet flying at the speed of sound, reeling out a roll of dollar bills behind it, 14 years before it reeled out one trillion dollar bills. So, again, a trillion dollars. It, it we 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 really can't get our heads around it. But our national debt is thirty-two trillion, and um, it's grown like ten trillion in the last five years. So, um, at one level, there's no panic in the sense that um, debt is relative to what an entity is producing. In other words, if I'm making, hypothetically, let's, let's say if I'm a, uh, 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 a business owner making a lot of money in Knoxville and say I, own, uh, I earn 500000 a year, well, if I have a, uh, a $100,000 debt and I make $500,000 a year, well, many would argue I'm on safe footing. Because I have a way more way more coming in than I have going out. Yeah, like an, like an ant trying to eat my lunch. You just <laughs> get rid of that boy. Not a big deal. So, on the other hand, um, or, or by the same token, better said, if the federal government is bringing in enough to service that debt, then you know the, the if the GDP grows, the debt can grow, and we're basically in the same scenario. But it's getting, uh, as I think most of our listeners, as our listeners go, it's getting to the point of kind of a no return. And it's a political hot potato. Nobody wants to touch it because really to seriously address that debt, they have to do something that both sides of the aisle are just, uh, they consider it a hot potato. They, They won't touch the entitlements, but a serious discussion about debt must include 
uh, either touching entitlements or raising taxes or both. And again, it's uh, in the state of Tennessee, when you talk about raising taxes, you might get shot, you know. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not about you know, tax increases, but when we talk to an individual family and if they're in debt, and they're bringing the mortgage going out than coming in, they, they just have two choices, two, either to get another job and increase what's coming in or cut their expenses. Those are the only two options to uh, get ahead of their debt problem. And so the other thing that was in the news this week is that a private debt, credit card debt for the first time, blew past $1 trillion. So in our country, just the United States, credit card debt blew past a trillion dollars. And that means that our credit card debt is larger than the GDP of all but like 17 countries on Earth. And then when you pair that with, and and this is where it it kind of affects us at an investment level, when, you, when, when people have higher and higher debt loads and interest rates continue to climb, well, uh, one of the effects of, inf- the effects of inflation is that a report from Moody's came out and said that uh, the average household is spending $709 more per month for the same goods they were purchasing in 2021. I can believe that. So that means that you're going to either have to uh, go into debt to make up that $709 a month, or you're going to have to bring more money in. Maybe you've gotten higher wages to make up for that $709 a month. Uh, But something's got to give. And so um, what are your initial thoughts when I run through all that? Uh, you know, I think the the U.S. debt limit there that 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 number definitely boggles my mind. Uh, I would say, unlike a household, though, I don't have the ability to tax the country, and so that's a big difference between the analogy between you know our clients and the U.S. government. So they have an extra little arrow in their quiver, and that's a big one. Uh, but the other number, we passing a trillion. Would you say a trillion on the United States? Uh, what was that? Citizens, I guess, or adults, or right. so credit card debt for the first time passed one trillion. Yeah, I, I looked that up while you're talking. It said 339 million people in America. I'm not sure how they calculate, but that's like three thousand dollars a person, which actually, you know, that sounds about right. Uh, so it, it, I guess you know when when we're working with people that. If you have three thousand dollars of debt, that's something that you know. I think even somebody that that is in the red each month, uh, you can you can start to find ways to to take care of that. But boy, thirty something trillion—that's that's a big number for me to to wrap my head around. So smaller numbers, <laughs> I can think they're better. Bigger numbers, eh, what's one more trillion? Not a big deal. And I think that's probably a pervasive thought. So. So what would you, um, just philosophically, if people ask you, well, hey, Garrett, how do you feel about debt uh, in general for, on a household level, not the national debt, but uh, what would you respond uh, Well, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a personal level. There's a, you know, my, my financial planner level where you have to stick on a hat and you have to cover, you know, I don't want my biases to lead somebody. But I'd also say time has changed, changed the way that I think through that where, 
uh, as a kid, debt is bad. I don't have enough money to buy the toy that I want, or I owe mom $3 before I can get five more. Uh, debt's a, debt's a four-letter word, I think, as you're a kid. And then you go to college, and you know you hear about your friends with college loans and debt. That's a four-letter word. And then, uh, you know, I get a little older and you get into financial planning and you start reading about this stuff and they say, debt can be good. Uh, and so it, it starts to open up your mind a little bit. I remember I had a client years ago in the first few years of working here and he had, I, uh, actually, I'm not sure if he became a client or not, but he was a business guy and later on in life he got his MBA and the MBA, he said, kind of changed his his thinking and that debt can be leveraged and not all debt is bad. And I, I just remember that conversation early on in my time here at Providence. But uh, so then you, you get into I, where you, this conversation can easily go for a lot of people is people that refinance their mortgages in 2020 and 2021, where it, you know maybe they had a 4% mortgage and then rates went to uh, historical lows and uh, people refinance 30-year loans in the twos somewhere. And then people start realizing, you know, my home is shot up in value and my mortgage rate is two and a half and mm-hmm. I can extend it. You know, maybe I'd paid off t- 10 years and I had 20 years left. Shouldn't I maybe not pay that off early, keep the full 30-year term? And I think a lot more people have a realization now that uh, if they have a mortgage with a low percentage rate, that that's not a bad thing. Uh, and so we, we refinance our house and I, I see that the same way. It's like, why not? Uh, why would I pay extra towards my mortgage at 2% when we have a stable value fund here with our clients that's paying out above four? Uh, I think actually it's five and a half right now. Uh, and so, uh, I can, I can still be a great steward with my money and not pay down my house and get basically guaranteed interest uh, far and above the interest rate on my mortgage. But I say all that, and uh, you know how life, I think probably the way you're wired more, it's like the older I get, simplicity is a beautiful thing. And, you know, you start doing all these mental gymnastics, debt is good, debt is good, let's keep it, let's leverage it. And then you start to think, well, my life would just be simpler if I didn't have to think about all that. Just just pay the thing off yeah, and, yeah. and be done with it. So yeah. obviously, I've still got a mortgage on my house. But it's just funny. that You kind of oscillate. Yep. Debt is good. Debt is bad. Yep. Uh, and then you start realizing, well, either way, from a financial planning perspective, simplicity is better. Yeah. <laughs> and so that can start to lead yeah. the conversations. And everybody's a little different. 865-770-5031, making finances easier. If you'd like us to look at uh, your situation, how you could or should or shouldn't uh, uh, leverage debt, uh, by all means, let us know. So I know I I went through that same thing with the house. I had a very low interest rate. I think it was a 2.85. And, um, you know, went through several years there where, you know, you couldn't couldn't earn 2.85, you know, in the bank or anything guaranteed. But then it, it went up. But by the time, uh, you know, the interest rates had started um, going up some, uh, Sandy and I had just decided to go ahead and just pay it off. And it was for that emotional, subjective reason that you were saying before is we just, you know, we just didn't want the debt. Um, because we could have made more money than the interest rate was charging, but we just chose not to. Yeah, let me pause you there because I'm going to, 
maybe give an outside perspective here. It relates to you, but I think probably more to listeners out there listening to this today. But business owners, all that stuff gets thrown out the window a little bit, right? So it's like you've got, uh, imagine you're running a business. You've got four or five employees that depend on your revenue for your company to feed their families and do the things that they love. And uh, it it gets a little bit harder to take risk with debt when you have people depending on you. And so it's not so much just, uh, uh, you know, I I wasn't here when you were getting the business going, but, you know, I could see if I was starting a business or if I had employees, that radically changes my variables about how I think about debt. So even though maybe my house mortgage is at 2%, and I could get four percent in the bank, you know. Uh, it'd be it'd be nice while you know the sun is shining uh, to make hay and pay off a debt or liability, so that you can be in a little bit better position to run your business, and you're not kept up at night, especially in like a season when 2020 hit. I know a lot of business owners felt the crunch. Uh, one less liability on your monthly cash flow can make the difference between you, you hanging in there and making it through a difficult season or having to fold up shop. So yes. I think uh, you could probably attest to that better than I could, but business owners and debt, you know, they, they can actually make a lot of money. Like I don't even know like Airbnb entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm not sure it's as big a deal right now, but before 2020 interest rates were low. So you could go out and get a lot of mortgages on a lot of different properties, leverage the different properties for higher rental incomes. If your rental incomes are higher than your uh, your mortgage bills each month, you can leverage debt and make a lot of money. And uh, for people that were too far extended with the leveraging strategy in 2020, when things shut down, here in Tennessee, it wasn't as bad, but I think in uh, Northern and more Western states, uh, there were some people that really felt the pinch yes. that they people weren't staying in their Airbnbs, yet they had 10 mortgages out there. Uh, so business owners, I think, are a very interesting animal where you can make more money if you leverage debt. But is that always the best thing to do? And I think different people are going to fall either direction. 865-770-5031. And, and yes, that just highlights once again what what I often say, well, I say it enough, people probably think I'm a broken record, but that is that every household is different. Hey, is it right to pay off your home? Well, yes and no. It mm-hmm. might not be. It, it may be. And and that's, you know, then this sounds self-serving, but uh, I say it because, I you know, I believe it's true. And that is having an, uh, an objective, uh, unemotional financial planner who can uh, try to draw you out about your situation and your relative risk and then give some tailored advice, some tailored informed advice that's mathematically sound and and fits the way you feel, where you can sleep at night, um, there is real value in that. And having having that, that extra eye, I've t- told our listeners before, we have, you know, we have several certified financial planners who are clients of ours. Uh, they've got the designation, et cetera, but they just don't want to mess with it. They want a third party that's objective that can give them input. Uh, now, I think of a couple of those. They still like to keep their hands on what's going yeah, on. Sure. So they're not, they just haven't rolled over and are playing dead, but they value our perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
you know, when I think of our listeners out there driving around or maybe in their kitchen, wherever, um, uh, I know some of them, even within their own household, the husband and wife will have different perspectives. Sometimes maybe the wife wants to be more conservative and the, the, the husband wants to take risk or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe one of them just tends to spend a lot of money and it creates conflict in their house. Uh, you know, there could be a myriad of things. Maybe there's a, a pending divorce and they're trying to figure out, well, what in the heck do we do? Well, money plays this key role and the amount of debt that we started this conversation about also plays a huge role in this. So having a third party who can help unpack that and really bring some objectivity can really be valuable. Yeah, and I even think, uh, you know, a lot of times you, you you can get investment advice from friends, neighbors, coworkers, whatever, and uh, they may say, you know, you're 60, so you should have your age in bonds, you know, so 60% of your portfolio should be in bonds. And you're married to somebody who that would never, ever work. Either they want to be all in the stock market or they don't want to be anything in the stock market. I think uh, there's, it's like it comes up all the time in client meetings where just a, a couple have very different perspectives. And it's I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's doable to find an investment. You know, her IRA may be invested one way. His IRA may be invested another way. And together they kind of meet their uh, their desired risk level. But uh, you can you can split up risk in an investment household and make both parties somewhat happy or at least to the point where they're, they feel like they're making progress. Uh, I know we have a few of those. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to look at his and hers accounts, but that that's what they need yes. to keep adding, to keep saving, and uh, to feel comfortable about spending whenever the time comes. Yeah. And, you know, um, there there's also that conversation about uh, whether or not to um, – you know, even use credit cards. And uh, we, we don't, I, I think I speak for you, neither one of us would have that hard line that, say, a Dave Ramsey would have. Again, total respect to him, but uh, that the absolutely no credit cards, cut them up, kind of treating it like uh, like alcohol for an alcoholic, you know, just you got a teetotal, can't do that. Um, on the other hand, if you're not addicted to alcohol and you have an occasional drink, uh, it's perfectly legitimate, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, debt can be that same way. I know when Sandy and I first started in the business, or when I started in the business, and you know, she was homeschooling the kids, you know, we we didn't have any money. We had come off off being overseas in the fall uh, in the fall of '92. And we were in a Christian ministry overseas. So when we got back, we had no money. So I had a friend that literally paid our first month's rent. And then I had to put uh, maybe about $3,000 on a credit card just to get going in business. And so I was really grateful that there was such a thing. But then since then, uh, you know, we've made the point to not run a, uh, you know, a debit or mm-hmm. to, to run credit card debt where we would just pay it off every month. So we use it as a tool and pay it off every month. I think, uh, again, sometimes when you when you when your back's up against a wall, you aren't quite sure what to do. I think that's where we can come in and uh, kind of help bring some light to the situation. 865-770-5031. 
You guys have a good Saturday. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.